Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to the new year. I'm pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the first episode of 2023. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it! I can't believe it. Um, but I am, you know, the part of me is is kind of happy that the uh, holidays are behind us. Very busy time around uh, for me around the old studio here, and um, we're starting off with a banger. I um, man, I, I really like this film. It's a uh, new horror film, comes out January 10th from Uncorked Entertainment, and I've got the uh, writer and director on today with us, Mr. Anubis Lopez out of Houston. Anubis, how are you, my friend? Pretty good, man. How about you? Oh, I'm doing great, doing great. Well, you got a movie coming out. That's the coolest job in the world. How? I mean, pretty exciting stuff, and it's a good movie. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, took us a while to get it out there. It was shot in 2020, so <laughs> it's been a while. Oh. But, you know, finally made it happen. Yeah, well, yeah, that pesky pandemic, man. Oh, what a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> you ain't the yeah, only definitely. one, man. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. Well, so you shot this during the pandemic. So a lot of uh, wide shots and, uh, you know, you had to uh, small cast and crew. You had to go Hitchcock on it and, um, you know, as opposed to Marvel. And, uh, yeah, you made it happen, man. You made it happen. How cool is that? Very, very cool, I think. So yeah, let me definitely. ask you, Anubis. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I wanted to ask you. When you were a kid growing up there, and uh, you go, I see on your IMDb, you were born in Cuba, but then you guys moved over to um, uh, Houston? Yes, sir. I was born in Cuba. Yeah. Nice. Nice. You didn't come to my neck of the woods, Miami. Come on, man. That's where it's all happened. No, I'm, I'm teasing you. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long story, have- but yeah, we came to Houston, straight to Houston. We do have one or two Cubans here in uh, South Florida, people of Cuban descent, uh, Cuban-Americans. And, uh, no, it's great. It's great. They all make fun of me because I don't know how to roll my R's. And they're like, don't even try to speak Spanish, Jamie. You're horrible at it. You're horrible. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, yeah. My life's pretty good. Florida. Oh, yeah. A lot. Where we live, it's, it's um, a mix of Cuban-Americans Italian-Americans, and people from Brazil um, for some strange reason. They love our little – we live in a little sleepy beach town here, and they, they just love it. So uh, – and we love them, you know. Make a lot – they bring a lot of money into this area. Can't complain about that. Uh, not a lot of people make movies. We need to get those uh, Texas tax credits going. Uh, state government, I'm looking at you. Get it in place. How did you uh, – you shot this. Uh, outside of Houston, right? It really, it could be anywhere. Um, it's done so well. 
Yeah, so we shot it in uh, a little place uh, called Belleville, which is like around around the mm. Houston area. Um, and it's uh, about like an hour and a half from Houston, so it's kind of like you know far away from civilization. Uh, my friend had like uh, some land over there, and we he hadn't done anything with it, so we went and, and shot everything there. And we also went to the Southeastern like- National Forest, so. We shot everything nice. around that area. He was like, Anubis, I'm going to clean it up and uh, paint the house. And you're like, no, don't touch a thing, at least till we're done. It, um, and really, the way the film was shot and, and the property and the set and whatnot, the set, it really, like I said, could be anywhere. If you traveled, ladies and gentlemen, anywhere around the middle of the country especially, but really anywhere, you go through these little towns and, you know, for rent signs in the window, you know, Walmart's taking a bite out of this stuff, man. There's not all these little shops like there used to be. And you see some broken windows and stuff like that. And it's a very lonely setup. Um, you're very much on your own. Things could happen. And this film captures that, I think. Um, very, very well done, my friend. Very, very well done. Uh, Thank you. Cool. I really appreciate it. So you're all- yeah, you're a horror guy. Have you always been a horror guy? Yeah, I always liked horror, uh, to be honest with you. There's something about it that kind of makes it more entertaining than the other genres. Um, I, I like I like psychological thrillers. I don't like so mm-hmm. much of, like, you know, the heads being cut off and zombies and, right. you know, body parts. I'm the same way. Type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like more like the psychological thrillers that make you think, and there's something going on, and there's not so much of a, of like a bloodbath everywhere. You know, it's more of like you know have to you have to like think and and figure out what's going on type of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And you put it's immersive. You put your you think to yourself, you know, when you watch this kind of stuff. When I watched your film, I'm like, yeah, what would I do? You know, what would I do in this situation? Um, right. You know, what? How would I handle this situation? Yeah, I mean, scary stuff, man, scary stuff. And it's funny because I think a lot of people, especially with a forest background, they don't realize, maybe they've never been camping. I don't know what the deal is. It gets really dark in the woods at night. There's no ambient light from the city leaking in. You know what I mean? There's not that gray... um, bluish mist that comes in um, when you're in, in a nighttime in, a, in an urban environment. The the forest is dark, baby. And um, I was just, I was just at a Christmas party uh, last week and we were, um, me and some people were talking about horror films and, and whatnot. You know, and I told, I told them, I said, you know, in my opinion, I could be wrong, but the thing that horror, a good horror film will get, is there's nothing scarier. It's built, it's hardwired into our DNA as human beings is to hear that twig snap just outside the firelight, you know? Made people nervous, made our ancestors nervous when that happened. You don't know what the hell's out there. And it could not be good. (laughs) Usually wasn't. And people get that little thrill of adrenaline, you know? I mean, that's, Ask Disney. Disney knows this. What, what do you think a roller coaster is? You know, it's, um, and the great thing is you watch a movie like yours. Yes, you're in your living room. You're comfortable, you know, but um, 
And I tell my wife this all, she hates me for it. And I say, yeah, you know, we're all safe and secure here, but you never know. You could glance over out of the corner of your eye and somebody's looking in the window at you. And she's like, shut up. Shut up. I don't want to know. <laughs> Suddenly all the curtains yeah. are pulled, you know, in the house. Um, but, yeah, you know, it gives yeah. you the little, the little heebie-jeebies. And you captured this well. Great casting, great actors and actresses in this film. Did you know all these people or did you put out a thing? Um, uh, use a casting agent? How how'd this come about? So pretty much, uh, we we posted uh, several casting calls for the for the main mm-hmm. actresses, and we actually received over 500 submissions uh, uh, <sighs> per uh, per character. Yeah, we we sat down for a while and went over pretty much every everybody. Uh, and since it was COVID, everybody kind of wanted to work, but at the same time, they were you know they were scared. Uh, so we got a right. lot of. Uh, a lot of submissions that were just like, you know, videos, like people just doing their videos uh, as a submission. And we had to sit through through all of them and kind of pair them up and see which one, which person would go best with uh, with uh, the other person and, and kind of just figure it out. And um, when it came down to the actual, like, in-person meetings, we, we only called a couple of people because, you know, again, COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was difficult, yeah. very difficult since uh, COVID was happening, um, to have a, a big casting crew. So cast we we try keeping it to a minimum. Same thing with the crew. So a lot of us had to do like you know several jobs, uh, and I mean that's not the way no, it is yeah. usually on set. But yeah, for for this film we had to kind of just we all had to do several different things instead of just one thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am not in the movie business. Um, I know some people that make independent film and whatnot. I know some people that have been in some big stuff. But I've helped out on an independent film one time. Um, And no, folks, I wasn't, you know, a a movie star or anything like that. My job was to look at the kitchen table and make sure all the apples were in the same place in the bowl that they were in the past 12 shots, you know, because People notice that shit, and it's very annoying when you're watching a movie with somebody, and they're like, hey, that Apple movie. Um, oh, man, yeah. You know. <laughs> you know, so that was that, – and I didn't get paid. I got some pizza. <laughs> that, was, that was what happened. But, yeah, to shoot this one scene took, like, the whole day, man. I'm just like, oh, come on. Yeah. Who's filming so you? Were, Stanley Kubrick? Come on. Yeah, you were in the Say again? continuity then. Yeah, well, I was just – I happen to be visiting a friend of mine who was starring in the film, and he's like, hey, I, someday i got to go film this. Uh, you want to come along? And uh, any good independent filmmakers, oh, a body? Well, we'll put him to work. And uh, they did. I first personally thought I was lucky. I didn't have to schlep a lot of stuff around. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was pretty exciting. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, pretty it was super cool. fun. Yeah, a lot of fun to make, a lot of fun to to go through the process. Uh, it does take a long time to, you know, like you said, to shoot scenes. So the time is very limited. you got to know exactly what, what you're going to do. Um, otherwise, oh, yeah. you know, you're going to screw it up <laughs> and push everything And the back. meter but, is running. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, the meter, yeah, it's like taking a cab. You only have right. a place so long. You only have the people so long. You know? Right, everybody gets to get it done. And, yeah, everybody's just, just, you know, doing their job, so... 
uh, you have to you have to pay by the day. So if you screw anything up, then you know everything gets pushed back, and that's another another day you got to shoot. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. This person, one of their producers, and I use the term. Uh, I wish there was another a better term because this guy really wasn't any more than an investor in the project. He was an uncle of the guy making the film, or I'm sorry, the woman making the film, and. Um, Man, he called every every 45 minutes. Well, where are we at? What's going to happen? You know, when am I going to get my money back? Uh, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, we're, we're filming this, you know? <laughs> Pump yeah. the brakes there a little bit. But that was something the filmmaker had to deal with. And so it isn't all just glamour parties and, and you know, hanging out with models and actresses. It's, uh, it's a lot of stuff to it. I I'm very impressed. Let me ask you this, Anubis. Are you uh, are you married? Do you have a, a, a partner? I do have a partner. We're getting married this year. Uh, we've been together. No, congratulations. Years. Oh, so yeah, thank you. You were thank with you this. So much. You were with this partner. Now, I, my wife Danny and I, we we one of those couples have been together. We've been married a couple years, but we've been together for like you like you guys. And um, I don't know if I could sell her on. Well, dear, this is what I want to do. I want to make this film. So for the next year and a half, this is what I'm going to be doing all the time. I don't think she'd go for it, you know. She'd be like, "That's great, but you better get another job too." Uh, you know, Spielberg, you better cool down. Um, but you did. You sold it. And uh, did your partner help out with all that? Are they in the business as well, the movie business? Yeah, so my my partner is uh, very supportive of everything that I do, and I'm lucky enough to nice. have her. She, yeah, she was in the film, and and she helped. She was one of the executive producers on it. Um, so we uh, we're technically in the business. We have a, an events company, and we do photography oh, okay. and video for events. Yeah. So nice. well, what, nice. that's technically what, what we do. And uh, <laughs> when COVID hit, it was. Uh, <laughs> when COVID hit, it was very slow, so we oh, yeah. made this. Everything you know, stopped. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. Well, now, well, one of the great things now, Anubis, is you've got it. It's in the can, as you Hollywood types say. Um, the next time in your Dave business, uh, you know, shooting events, some uh, bridezilla that you really don't want to work with anyway, but, um, you know, she can say, well, do you have any uh, thing you, that you've done? Say, yeah. Just give her the DVD of those who call. <laughs> right. So I'm going to treat you just look- like this. <laughs> Watch her run to the hill. <laughs> I'm right. teasing you. I'm teasing you. Um, no, absolutely. Um, man, I'm telling you, it, it's, I gotta, I, I'm a painter. That's my day job. I, I paint pictures of people and stuff for a living. Been doing it a long time you know, what I know how to do. And you get crazy people. I had an email earlier today. This is what I woke up to. Some guy wanted to order a portrait of himself. And I get that all the time. And he's like, hey, can you put me in a uniform? And I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, you want a stormtrooper uniform holding your helmet. You know, I've I've painted that painting about 200 times over my career. You know, I I get it. Um, Or you want to be a fireman or a cop or whatever. You know, as long as the check clears, the PayPal goes through. I'm happy. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm no less a whore than anybody else. Um, this guy wants. I'm like, no, dude, pass. Not doing it. Not yeah, in a Nazi uniform. 
you know? Oh, my God. you got to add a few zeros yeah. on the back of that pay uh, for that. I knew that was Come coming on, when man. you mentioned the uniform. Oh, yeah, you know, and it's just crazy people. I'm like, geez. Because you know there'll be a pain in the ass. Uh, you know, anybody, just know it. You know it. Oh, yeah. I tell people all the time, I'm like, no matter what business it is, it's always better to say yes, you know, and then figure it out. But um, sometimes you got to say yes. Sometimes you got to say no. But I'm glad you said yes to this. Let me ask you, this is such a cool thing. And like I said, I think it's relatable because it can be, it can take place anywhere, really. There's a lot of lonely places, and especially where you're from, Texas. Man, I rode a Greyhound bus from one side of Texas to the other. I, I thought I was, my hair was turning gray. It takes forever to get across Texas. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, did you have this idea? How did, were you in the shower? How did this idea come about? So it's actually a funny story because it uh, somewhat happened to us. So me and my mm. wife were traveling. Yeah, we were traveling from Texas to Colorado. And like you said, Texas takes like a hundred years to get out of. Yeah. Um, so we were, we were traveling, uh, just me and her in a small car, just going from Houston all the way to Colorado. And uh, the GPS was taking us like straight through Texas, through like all these like small mm-hmm. towns and pretty much everything. And um, we had a night where we have been driving for, for a while and uh, I was uh, falling asleep at the wheel, and I didn't want to stop. And she was like, mm. oh, you know, we should stop. And Yeah. She's like, we should stop and go to sleep or something. And I was like, no, you know, let's, let's And it was going. just like, I've seen Psycho. No. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> right. Give me some coffee. Yeah, no, we should, we should keep going. Um, but we we ended up, uh, I ended up, you know, still, still driving. And um, mm. I don't know exactly how it happened, but somehow – Next thing I know, I, I woke up and we were driving in the middle of the woods and I was hitting like all these branches oh, and everything. So, so I you went off the road. Sleep the wheel. Yeah, and went off the road. Yeah. Holy. And, well, you guys are okay, and, though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing happened. Um, okay, good. good, good. As soon, yeah, as soon as it happened, I was just like, you know what? This would make a, a a pretty scary horror movie. And here we go. Here we are. Yeah. It was making pretty scary horror fast, I would imagine. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www. Dot jamierocks.us www.jamierox.us Hey rockers, this is Stacy Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 
108 Rockstar Guitars, and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, The Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. There are some lonely places. I remember one time I was, I had to, everybody's like, Jamie, why do you keep talking about riding up? Back in the day, folks, back in the day, I would have to do art shows places. Galleries would say, hey, we need 20 paintings. Can you come, you know, and put the paintings in? I'm like, yeah, I can do that, you know? And so I would, um, you can't, I always have to take paint with me when I go because things happen in shipping and sometimes you have to fix stuff the last minute. So I had my, uh, you know, my tackle box and you can't take the, take the paint on the plane. So I had my tackle box of paint and I would take Greyhound buses and they were cheap, you know, took forever, but um, whatever. You meet some interesting characters. Um, I always liked riding on the Greyhound. But anyway, um, I was going from Portland, Oregon to Seattle. And I had always been very, I'm kind of skeptical when it comes to ghosts and, and cryptids uh, and Bigfoot and things like that. You know, because I've never experienced anything like that. Um, so it's very easy when you haven't experienced that to say, eh, it's, it's a bunch of horse manure. You know, come on. Right. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? And uh, so as I'm traveling, I'm looking out the window of the bus, and I'm seeing the rainforest, the, the, the pine rainforest that it's everywhere. You know, that's where all the lumber comes from. There's a reason. There's a lot of trees. And I was thinking, I remember thinking to myself, there absolutely could be something out in these woods that nobody ever has seen. Yeah, no, even know. You know, seriously. Yeah. No, what do you mean? Yeah, kind of gave me the heebie No, no. And if something happened to the greyhound, 
nobody's going to care about that. They're like, you know, if it was a bunch of rich people on a plane, then, you know, uh, they would be jumping all over that. Jamie's going to say, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> you know? he'll, he'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, good luck, Jamie. We're rooting for you. No. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. They're not even going to make it oh. make it to the news. Nah. I had a friend of mine who's a uh, pretty big known actor one time. Um, we were He was doing a big Halloween show in Las Vegas and had me doing some painting there. So we were, and he's also a very heavy drinker, Canadian guy, you know. And um, he had, he, he got pretty lit. And I wasn't far behind him. Let me just preface this. I don't want to say it is because, you know, um, I've already said he was drunk. But anyway, he, uh, he's into all this paranormal stuff. And we're in Las Vegas. And he's like, hey, let's go to Area 50. I'm like, you're a famous movie star. If you disappear, people will give a shit. If I disappear, no one will care. No one's coming looking for me, you know? Um, oh my very goodness. true. So I'm not going to, to Area 51, 51 with you. No, no. We, uh, he finally talked me into it. We made it about, I don't know, 20 minutes on the way, and then we turned around because um, we were out of beer. and uh, Or his beer buzz was coming off. Yeah, <laughs> it was, we did have another guy with. It was actually a lady who wasn't drinking, who was driving. Folks, don't send me emails. Okay. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, we we try to party yeah. responsibly. Um, that stuff isn't happening anymore. I can't drink anymore. Unlike you, Anubis, I'm an old man. Uh, but you're still young, making movies and stuff. Come on, that's cool. Um, you can you can go to those yeah. fancy uh, movie parties. I can't do it. I'm. I like to go to sleep by 9.30, you know, 10 o'clock. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm not a big party guy, but I, yeah, I see where you're coming from. But I don't, I don't oh. really party either. I'm, I'm actually no. very, uh, I guess, reserved in a way. So uh, even this for this uh, call, that's why uh, I'm not talking too much. Because I'm not good in, in no, front no, of the camera you're... or, you know. No, you're uh, fine. Interviews or anything like that. (laughs) You're fine. You know, here's the thing, Anubis, in, you know, 10 years when you release uh, the Avatar version of Those Who Call, you know, the people get stuck on another planet and stuff, and um, you need to make a billion dollars to break even. I'm going to tell people, hey, I had Anubis on the show, and they're going to be like, shut up, Jamie. No, you didn't. Are you kidding me? (laughs) <laughs> well, this is being recorded, so you have proof of it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. I just read that they made that. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, good for them. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. I bet uh, James Cameron can sleep a little better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they have well, you, budgets. I think their budget was like $500 million or something like that, or over a billion dollars. Oh. It was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, and here's the thing. When Disney signs up and says, yeah, we're going to take a quarter of our park and turn it into your vision, um, you know there's money. You know, they don't just do that for fun. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey Mouse likes to get paid. <laughs> you know? And yeah. They're, down, they're I'm very yeah. Yeah, they're very smart when it comes to that. You know that there was some uh, focus groups and whatnot. Now, let me ask you this, speaking of focus groups and whatnot. So you get this written. You've got a script. You're, you're ready. You're like, I, I can see it in my head, man. We're going to do this. We're going to do it. Your, your wife's like, well, okay, you know, if, if he, he really wants to do this, let's, let's do it. 
um, you know, uh, people are sending money. Checks are being signed. Um, what, did you read the script to other people and they said, yeah, man, this is great? Or was it just like, this was your baby? This was what you wanted to do? Uh, when it came to, like, the funding and, and to do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the whole- we fund everything out of pocket ourselves. Uh, we were oh. fortunate enough to, yeah, to be able to be able to fund it ourselves. Uh, since those who call, we have we have shot another film because um, mm. we did those who call in 2020. So 2021, it was kind of like you know like the learning process and getting everything ready and everything done. Uh, 2022, we we actually shot a second feature. And uh, yeah, so the the process has been pretty much the same. So we we funded it ourselves, and uh, I'm lucky enough to now since we've already done two of them, I'm lucky enough to have uh, a few contacts where I can just send them the script and they they'll look over it and they'll be able to uh, kind of like you know help me with funding a little bit more. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the the problem the problem with with uh filmmaking in general is that a lot of these companies, a lot of these distributors, they're not gonna take a chance on you unless you take it on yourself. So right. they're expecting you to start Very yeah, smart. they're expecting you to start somehow. Yeah. And if you if you start on your own and, and, and make a couple of films then they'll see what you can do and then they're they they'll kinda like back you up and they'll be able to actually like you know fund you or um anything like that because, you know everybody can have an idea yeah everybody can have an idea and everybody can have a script but you know they they, they kind of wait to see what you're going to do with it and if you can do things on your own then they kind of they kind of realize well they could probably do a lot better if we back them up and you know give them our funding or give them our, our contacts and all that so i'm fortunate enough to you know have been able to sign with on court and then I have a uh, I have an agent now that helps me with uh the whole funding and selling internationally and like all of that with the films. So he nice. helps with uh with all of that. So yeah, so it's been it's been definitely a process. Um took a while. Took like I said, what about to be like three years. Oh I can imagine. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been fun but it's also been very stressful. But uh yeah, so pretty oh, much yeah. in this case yeah, in this case what I would do, um let's say that I have a script ready to go, I would just send it to to uh my agent and he will be able to kinda like, you know, uh shop around and see who can who can yeah, fund it and it. send it out. Yeah, send it out to distributors and like all of that. So yeah. That's cool, man. That's good. Buy him a cup of coffee. You know, I'm sure he's making his money. I'm sure he's making his money. Um, but, yeah, that's gold. That is gold, man. Nothing wrong with that. And it's, you know, like anything, I, I tell people all the time, you know, and I am like that. People have, hit me up all the time for uh, because I have this giant pile of money I, I roll around in and, and light cigars with $100. No, folks, that, that isn't the case with me. Um, it's the opposite of that. But no, people all the time, you know, they, they all, everybody has an idea. You're right. And they're like, oh, you know, you should, you should definitely buy this stock or that stock. And I'm like, well, how much of your money have you spent on this? 
Well, I would right. think that. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, well, then I'm not going to, you know. Yeah, you know, that's two hearts to money. It's hard. I don't have a money tree. I wish I did, but I don't, um, you know. But, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, let's could it. Let me ask you this. You finished up the film. You got distribution. And I'm Quark's pretty cool, man. I don't know, folks. I don't know much about that business. But what I do know is I flipped through Amazon. I flipped through Hulu. I flipped through Netflix. And I see that uncorked. You, you can see it with the wine flowing across the screen on a lot yeah. of good films. Uh, you know, they obviously know what the hell they're doing. Um, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's great. That's great. Um, yeah, they've been they've been amazing. They they've been really good to work with. Um, it's it's taken a little while because they they do want everything to be very very well done. Uh, mm-hmm. And those who call me my film my first film, you know, we did have to tweak some things here and there. Uh, but they were they were amazing to work with. And uh, Keith, which is the the owner, he's he's an amazing guy. Uh, we talk mm-hmm. all the time and. Uh, we'll build a relationship that now is going to last, you know, a long time, I hope. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely been been fun to work with them. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. And that's that's what it's about. I tell people all the time, I don't care what business you're in, if you have a chance, if you're in making movies and you can go to a film festival or something, get some business cards printed up and go meet as many people as you can because you never know what those yeah. things will lead to. You know, and, yeah. and it's, I've done that, and I'm not even in the movie business, you know. People call me up years later. Hey, you're still doing them paintings? Yeah. Well, I need one for my movie. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Or I need one. I get this a lot. Um, can you, if I send you a picture of this producer, can you paint him cool? I'm like, yes, I can. <laughs> you know, they want a little bonus to send the producer. Not a problem, man. Yeah, little, you know, I've done a lot of those. Um, but, you know, it's it's like anything. You just got to, you know, you, you, you sh- my wife's much better at that t- part of the business than I am. Um, we'll go to an event or something, and, and I'm usually outside sucking on a vape or something, and, and then she'll come out and get me and say, okay, you got to talk to this person. His wife's name's such and such. Uh, the kids are, <laughs> you know, and she clues me in, and I I go in. And I go in prepared, so, you know, it works out. It works out. Well, this is a great film. Did you guys have, when you got it finished, did you have like a little, because uh, this isn't out to the public yet. It drops January 20th, I believe, right? It'll be everywhere, I imagine. Um, did you guys have like a little screening or something of it for the casting? So we, we had we had a, a rap party. Uh, we nice. actually were. Yeah, we were going to do a, a little screening. We rented out a theater and like everything, uh, and everything was ready to go. Uh, but the second lockdown came, and we pretty mm-hmm. much couldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. So so we actually had to refund, which, you, is, which sucks. Yeah, it sucks because we, we sold out the theater, and <laughs> everything was uh, was right. good to go. And yeah, we had to pretty much refund everything to everybody. Oh, and, man. Uh, yeah. We couldn't. We couldn't. And you don't get those deposits back. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's we. Rough. Yeah. So it was, it was rough, but you know things happen, and there was nothing we could do. So. Exactly. 
Yeah. Well, you handle it with class. You know, you handle it with class. That's all you can do. Um, you know, and and you know, people remember that kind of shit. You know, they they're like, yeah, he didn't have any control over that. You know, but he made it right, and uh, and he did it. So, yeah. Oh, I'm. I hear you, Anubis. I hear you. I hate sending out. I like money coming in, not going out. My wife always makes fun of me. Um, I'm like a bank, you know. It's very easy to deposit, but it's hard to get it back. Um, <laughs> how I am. Uh, That's a good way to do it, but, yeah. Well, you know, you just, you've been doing this long enough, you're like, uh, sometimes you have to, though. Sometimes you have to. Um, things happen, you know. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. It's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Bay Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.love S-H-A-C-K-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y dot com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime. And treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you 
to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Uh, very, very cool. Well, I see, I'm looking at your IMDb, and I see that your next film, which you've already finished, um, you know, you, you wrote it about me. It's called Aged. No, I'm, I'm teasing. Uh, <laughs> but it is called Aged. Um, this looks pretty good, too. Another psychological thriller. Um, well, very, you, very yes. cool. Now, did you know someone, or have you ever worked as a caregiver? And did the person uh, have a dangerous past? So I, I don't know. Well, I'm, I've never heard of a caregiver. My mom used to uh, take care of old people, and she used mm. to take care of, uh, of, you know, several people that that I interacted with. So it's, uh, the film is, is loosely based on my dad, who had dementia and had mm. you know, a few issues with that. Uh, and my mom was his uh, caregiver, pretty much. So there's a, there's a lot of uh, uh, creepy factors from from that, um, but it, it also kind of shines a light on on mental illness and and uh, how misunderstood some of these people are when it comes to dementia. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, psychiatric uh, problems. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely it was definitely a a very fun film to make. Uh, it was uh, it was shot and done a lot faster than those who call, because you know COVID, <laughs> COVID mm-hmm. wasn't around anymore. Uh, we had an right. excellent casting crew. It was it was uh, very fun. Uh, we shot it again in the middle of nowhere, and we rented a house um, from a, a very oh. sweet old lady. That yeah, um, it was very fun to to work with, and yeah, we we got it done, and it should be should be out sometime this year as well. Which is is kind of kind of uh, ironic because you know those who call was supposed to be out in 2021, but he took this from this far to to come out. Um, so now, now this year we'll have right, yeah. Two. So now we'll have two films coming out. So that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Man, you'll have to tell the wife this is the year we get that infinity pool, dear, and the new Tesla. It's gonna happen. It's gonna right. happen. You never know. Right. You never know. This is the year we, this is the year we pay off the house. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I thought those cats who did yeah. the paranormal activity, they didn't see that coming. They're like, yeah, we were making a ghost movie. Ghosts are easy, you know. You don't have to show them. Right. Um, you know. One of the practical yeah, effects the is highest, a string. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Easy and it's one do. of the highest-grossing franchises now. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember watching that. I had a friend of mine, my friend Amy. She's a horror girl. Hard to watch horror movie with her. I love her to death. Don't get me wrong. I love her to death. But she's a horror girl. And she watches, what I mean by that, folks, is she'll watch a movie and she'll like, eh, that guy's eyeball didn't explode the right way. You know, and I'm like, how do you, yeah. what are you talking about? You know, but she's one of those types of people. She's into it. And she was so thrilled because I remember I watched Paranormal Activity um, with her and her husband. We watched this and they had, because that was one of the first crowdfunded films. And they had that like six minute reel at the end of the thing where they showed everybody's name, you know, and she's like, Oh my God, our names are on the TV. She was so thrilled with that. And, uh, I was sitting there thinking to myself, why didn't you think of this crowdfunding? Oh, my gosh. I could be buying yeah. a new Tesla now. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Yeah. That was a long time ago. And horror horror is very, uh, from from what I've, I've known or from, from what I've learned and uh, talking to my agent and distribution companies about it, horror is very... Uh, relatable, which means it it can be it can be sold everywhere, you know, because it it can be sold in the right. U.S. and then it can also be sold like I don't know, like in Japan, because you know a story about people that get lost in the woods can be translated in in any Absolutely. language and culture, you know, instead of like maybe like a drama about two teens that are in love in New York City, like that doesn't translate well in <laughs> in other countries, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, so true. So horrors, yeah, horrors are, are very uh, um, good to to sell, and they they usually can be done with like a lower a lower budget. There's not a lot of like things going on, and also most horror films are are watched because of the story and not because of the the actors attached to them. So mm. that's another thing about them that you know you don't spend a lot of money on on casting like big names because. At the end of the day, no one's going to care about the big names. They care about the story, you know? Which, I mean, I'm not yeah, saying that absolutely. it doesn't help, but, yeah, I'm not saying that it doesn't help, but at the end of the day, horrors are usually just watched because you want to know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, it's a good horror you know? movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, absolutely. So, I'm yeah. that way. I am that right, way. And yeah. I hate to tell any of my independent film friends, because a lot of people are like, oh, we got to get a name. we got to do that whole John Carpenter thing, you know? That might have been the case at one point. For me personally, I don't give a shit. I'm like, no, I want a, I want a good story. I don't care who's in the movie, as long as they're good, right. you know. Um, yeah, as long as they're acting. Matter of fact, really, really yeah. If I'm watching some gal get locked up in a basement, um, I'm kind of glad I don't know her. <laughs> you know, honestly, <laughs> that's right. Jeez. Um, um, yeah, it's it's. It's, you know, like I said, I, I like a good horror movie. It's just, it's very true. It's very true. Um, we have links up, folks. I should mention um, on our show page and uh, everywhere uh, that we post this, when we convert this to a podcast, uh, these links will follow. Um, we have the uh, website for uh, harrowhousefilms.com. That's Anubis' uh, business there. Um, also, uh, Anubis' uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and the IMDb. So uh, like and share, you know, like and share. Uh, if you dig something that somebody's doing, like what's, we live in an algorithm world, very important, like and share. Chances are if you're digging something, chances are your friends are going to dig it too. 
because, you know, you have common interests. Um, very, very cool. Now, I wanted to ask as a kind of a last question, Nubis, was there anything about – because you're new at this. You, you've got – I'm not new, but you've got two films under your belt now. You've done this twice. Was there any aspect of it that you wish was smoother in filmmaking in general? Um, smoother. Easier to do. Say probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would probably say the funding process. Um, it, it usually takes – Yeah, yeah, yeah. The business side of it is very cutthroat and is very like um, – it takes so long, the legal aspect of it. Mm. Uh, it, it it could take you like anywhere from like I don't know six months to maybe like a year to to get you know to to actually get funding and and get people to to want to be involved in it you know and and that's that's mostly mm-hmm. what, you know at the beginning when you when you start uh, I'm sure you know as, as you progress you you, uh, you have more opportunities so things get a little easier. Uh, but definitely Absolutely. the legal side of it, there's a there's a lot of things to do. Like you gotta file an LLC. Like you have to, um, you know, have all these expenses reports and like all these things. So so definitely it can be very overwhelming for people that are starting. Out. And oh, I yeah. yeah, I definitely wish that would be a lot smoother. Well, well, that, yeah. Like you said, once you. Once you, I have found with investing, there's two things that a good investor looks for is um, ability and intent. Does the person asking for money have the ability to do what they want to do? And do they have the intent, the track record? Do they have some experience doing this shit, you know? Um, right. You know, and it's true. If I don't know somebody and, and you know, and then the next call is Quentin Tarantino, say, yeah, I want to make a movie. I think it's a pretty good, you know, that's the, the horse I'm going to bet on. You know, because not just because it's Quentin Tarantino, although I think he's pretty cool. He can be a jerk sometimes, but whatever. Who can't? Um, but he's got the track record. You know, he he obviously knows what the hell he's doing. And to be honest, he ain't gonna call me anyway. I might be a little turned off by you know what the hell is he calling me for? Does everybody in the world turn him down now? Um, and why? <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's pretty exciting, and I think, um, you know, you're you're going to be one to watch. I, I think a lot of good stuff's going to come. I really enjoyed this film, folks. Those who call, I know I will be when this drops later this month. Here in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be blasting it out everywhere to remind people how cool this film is and that you can see it. I really enjoyed this, start to finish. And um, matter of fact, we were there was a thing on Facebook. Somebody had given you one of these. One of these critics, these online critics that wrote some shit, I don't know, uh, about your film. And you were yeah. like, man, that stings to wake up first thing in the morning and read this, you know, it, it, you know, and all this. Yeah. And I'm like, art subjective. Just because something isn't for you doesn't mean nobody else should see it. Um, I get annoyed with these critics, personally, Anubis, because. You know, usually the person being real critical hasn't done shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. I learned a long yeah, time ago. People are like, eh, his paintings are kind of simple. I'm like, well, throw some of your paintings out there, buddy. Let me see what the hell you've been doing. Well, I, I haven't been doing any. I don't do that. I, I just talk about other people's shit. Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> you know, end of conversation. You know, 
Yeah, um, and a lot of those people, it. yeah, they they haven't done anything. And, and on top of that, there's also a nice way of, you know, saying things, you know. Exactly. Uh, and, and as a professional, you got to know how to say things uh, to not, you know, offend anybody or at the same time to make anybody feel bad. Uh, and some some of them have been very very uh, well. Uh, they've been great to to hear from, and they haven't really like bashed it in a way where you you kind of go like, oh wow, well that that sucks, you know. But this guy just kind of went, well, well, this film oh, sucks yeah. and this and that, and like, and he just you know. We got my I read the link because you had the link to it, and I read it, and my dander got up. I was on the war path. I, I was like. He was talking about lighting and all this. And I'm like, really, dude, you want to have a conversation about lighting? Sign me up. I know a little <laughs> bit about this shit, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, yeah. Let's go, buddy. Um, we can have right. a conversation about lighting. Um, you know, yeah, there's a lot of aspects to it. Yeah, and there's just a lot of people that just talk out of their ass. You know, that's with anything. With anything. I have, I know musicians, they get the same shit. You know, it's, it's um, I know a lot of writers do, and uh, it's just a pain in the ass. You know, people are there's a lot of idiots out there, and we live in a weird time where people are like, like you were saying, they have no scruples about just being an ass. Oh, how can I ruin this guy's day? You know, um, <laughs> I'm gonna do it, and I get it. We all have to have a little thicker skin. I get it, but at the same time, being nice, you get your message across a little better. Mike's right without, you know, without insulting anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make you any bigger or better when you have to put somebody down to make your point. It's just it's punching down, and it ain't very classy, in my opinion. You know, yeah. and uh, you know. But you can't, you can't. And that, ladies and gentlemen, you no, no, screw that guy. You know, again, what what the hell have you done? Nothing. Um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, if you have that attitude, trust me, you'll get invited to much better parties and much more. Um, <laughs> many, many more. You know. Pretty girls will talk to you. You know, that's what I'm saying. Um, no, no pretty girls look and say, well, that guy's an asshole. Ooh, sign me up. And if they are, if they are saying that, you don't want to be with them. Run. Run. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> me an ex-wife to figure that shit out. Um very true. Very true. Anyhow. Anyhow. Well, this is cool, man. You've got the coolest job in the world. You've got a great wife. You guys are getting married, or, you know, soon to be wife. And uh, you've got two films out this year. Two films, you know? I mean, if you're yeah. on one of your high school Facebook groups or something, just be sure to post. Oh, by the way, um, you know, if you, those who don't know, I have two films. You can look at the TV and see my dreams. <laughs> I have, I have a lot of Facebook friends that that are from high school that they've been nothing but supportive about it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely fun to look at. Because you're doing something. Do. You're doing something yeah. cool. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm I'm very envious. I can't wait. Number one, I can't wait to see Aged, and um, you know, uh, I'm sure you'll be back on the show when you're doing promo for it and whatnot. And uh, and the next film after that, you seem one of those types, Anubis, that you're going to be doing this a long time. <laughs> you well, know, thank you. I appreciate it. So, yeah. <laughs> if, you, so. if you ever wake up in the morning 
and you think to your, you say to yourself, oh, I don't want to do it today. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I should have become an accountant. Um, you just remember there's some crazy guy with weird hair in Florida that thinks you're real good at what you do. So, you know, <laughs> well, get up and you. get to work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and again, next time you hang out with uh, the cast and whatnot, um, so let everybody know. I thought everybody did amazing in this, you know. Everybody did really great. I'm telling you, um, was it Kevin Kincaid that was the uh, the scary guy? The yes, creepy the one guy? in the gas station. Yes. Oh, man. If that guy ever needs work, well, you know, go find a local carnival because – you know, or a horror house. Um, that guy was crazy, creepy as hell, scary. Yeah, he's, scary man. He's definitely he's probably the nicest he, guy he's in the world. Perfect huh? for it. Nice. Yeah, he was great for nice. the character. He he made everything look uh, look amazing when it came to like scaring people off. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That is fantastic. Um, well, I just loved it. I loved it, and um, I loved having you on the show today. You, you're fantastic. Anytime you want to be on again, we can talk about movies or whatever, man. Um, that's pretty cool. That is pretty Thank cool. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, I just read this on IMDb. I didn't re- I didn't see any uh, knights walking around your film or uh, dragon slayers or anything. You filmed this down the street from the Renaissance Festival? Yes, we were actually about uh, probably like five minutes away from the Renaissance Festival. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine one of those yeah. people getting lost and they're out in the woods and they're like, yeah, I'm not too worried. I got my wooden sword here. What's the worst that can happen? Oh, man. Um, what's your face? Bends over backwards. <laughs> oh, man. All those people on those roads. Jeez. Time to yeah. leave. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh no! Fortunately enough, the the festival wasn't happening while we we're shooting. <laughs> Otherwise, one of them would have oh, been over there. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, where did that night come from? What's the what? There's a wizard now. What is up with that? Um, no man. <laughs> See, I know Anubis. I know independent filmmakers. Anybody that wanders on set, they're put into work. They're put into work. Right. Uh, yeah, they're going to be PA for the day. That's right. And and their pay will be they get that six-minute reel at the end of the movie. <laughs> like right. their normal activity. There you go. They get their name. I know a lot of credit. real actors that that's their pay. Um, you know, it's independent film. It's not big budgets, you know. It's not Marvel. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, maybe you have a great day. You're off to a fantastic start this year, you know. Um, very, very cool. Great having you on, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. And anytime you, you want to have me again, just let me know. I'm here. Will do. Will do. I think we're friends on Instagram and, and everything. So very cool. Very, very cool. Folks, again, you have to watch this film. I know you physically can't right now, but I will be reminding you come the 10th of January when this drops. might be a little longer. I don't know. Things happen sometimes. Um, but I will be letting you know when you can watch this, and I want everybody, all my horror friends, and all my psychological horror friends, too, because this isn't, you know, nobody's taking a chainsaw to anybody. It's um, or a, uh, a lawnmower. 
but this is a very creepy, this will creep you out, man. You're going to have to pull the curtains closed and turn on the lights. You're going to sleep with the lights on after you're watching this. I'm telling you. And you're definitely, if you go on a road trip, you're going to bring an extra can of gas. I can tell you right now. Um, and some coffee. <laughs> very, yeah. very cool. Thanks, Anubis. Anubis Lopez, everybody. Amazing. Very, very cool. Thank you. Those who call. Thank you for hiring me. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Like I said, we have links. We're going to blast this. Uh, we're going to convert this to a podcast. That's when we add the commercials and stuff. Our VIP members, of course, uh, get to hear all of uh, our uh, all of my uh, podcast commercial free. It's one of the uh, our VIP is what we call our patrons over on Patreon. And, um, yeah, was, we've got all kinds of cool stuff. There's polls and uh, a Discord server, all that kind of stuff, you know. We're part of that whole thing now. And um, it's pretty pretty cool. Got a lot of a pretty cool uh, community over there. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have this out. It's going to be posted probably in about an hour. And um, very, very cool. Tomorrow, tomorrow we've got a superstar guest. Um, it's he's just a make no, it's not really. It's gonna be me. It's a Jamie only show. I do it every January where I give an update on what's going on with the podcast, with my studio, with my art business, all of that, and give you a little sneak peek of what's to come. So that'll be tomorrow evening. Um great. So we will see you then. Have a good one everybody. Like and share these uh these social media links. I'm telling you. Very, very cool. Thanks, Anubis. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli, Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.